Welcome to BitFaced. This past weekend, uh, myself, Tyler, Rebecca, and Doug all got to hang out down at Kapow Comics for free comic book day, and we had an absolute blast. Uh, one of the reasons we like podcasts and one of the reasons we like doing this is because we always get to meet a lot of cool people. This weekend was no exception. We had a, we had a lot of fun, and we got to meet a lot of cool people. We're going to start, uh, kind of, we'll do probably two episodes of of Free Comic Book Day, if you didn't get to listen live, which I hope you did. The first one we're going to have is Chubam Pow. Amazing. I can't do her justice with the description of what she does. She's not only a Twitch streamer, not only all over YouTube, she's into visual novels. She had a great conversation with Tyler about anime and a wonderful person. Anytime you can get Doug to learn something during one of our podcasts, I think it's a plus, and he definitely learned something on this episode. So upcoming, we have the interview with, uh, with Chubam Pow. Following that, we uh, we got to meet another uh, podcast, and we're going to probably put that episode up. The guys were wonderful over at the Trickster Talks, and we've got a, a couple other treats for you upcoming before that. But anyway, first episode from from Free Comic Book Day down at Kapow Comics, and if you're not buying your comics in Colorado Springs at Kapow, I really feel sorry for you. Chew Bam Pow. my closet with like a, a bluebird and not all this yeah. not all this what's a what's a bluebird is that it's one of the yeti microphones okay i kind of figured it was yeah they're starting to sell those at like gamestop and stuff because they're so basic like the i started with a just a yeti i guess it's made by blue blue microphones blue. not yeti but yeah i started on a yeti and then moved up we started with uh with a yeti our origin <laughs> was one yeti on two cardboard boxes oh so so we've come a little ways. We're, my, we're my not too far from the closet, though. On top of an anime box set, <laughs> because I was afraid it was like feeling the vibrations from my laptop from the computer. So I was just putting whatever under it. What I don't know an- what I'm doing. What anime box set? <laughs> uh, Crest of the Stars, a really old one, a really old space one that used to be on like Tech TV when Tech TV was a thing. I don't think I've seen it. It's very old. I found it at a library book sale. <laughs> Have we officially started yet? Oh yeah, we're totally yeah, live. Okay. I, I haven't oh, done wow. an introduction Look yet. Look at this casual banter. You might want to <laughs> so pull that just a little bit closer. closer? Just okay. a little bit. I'm yeah. always afraid of making out on my microphone. No, we <laughs> gotta make out okay. with the mic. That's what that's we what need we, to do. That's here? what we okay. tell you to do. Yeah. A little ASMR. <laughs> also, that's a really dope Shujin Academy bag. Mine is at home. Yes. From the Persona Five Take Your Heart edition. Yes. I use Morgana's it. in there. I keep her in there because oh, yeah. it feels weird. Not feel like I feel like I'm supposed to keep her in there. Yeah, if you play the game, you would want to... I don't keep mine in there, but I use it as a work bag because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm weird, so... I knew you guys would have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eric and I are just going to sit back at this point. But I got to know, what, what's in the bag? What's in the bag? It's Morgana. One of the characters in the game is a little cat, or, well... I haven't gotten far Spoilers. enough. Yeah, I was going to say, but is I... Is this Persona? Yeah. Persona 5. The game we've been waiting for since... Originally supposed to be released, what, winter, like, 2014? God, I know. It's been many winter 2014s. I've been crying for years. Ask eight. <laughs> Eric has been here the, the whole bag. time. Ah. Yeah. She's a thief. She's They're, adorable. Yeah. She's a shivering goat. <laughs> I like her. My son held on to her when he had a tooth removed last week. <laughs> Good parenting. Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious question besides what are you playing now besides Persona 5? <laughs> oh. I'm actually playing too much. Like, I can't stop buying games, especially if they're on sale. I'm playing Nier Automata. I, yeah. I, I play the, the weebest of weeb games, just to, to warn you. The anime is the animuist of anime games. So yeah. do I. Yeah. And Nier is really good. It is really good. Yeah. It's, and you can't, like, say anything about it, because even talking about the intro sequence kind of spoils it. Everything is unexpected. It's true. Yeah. Especially if you had played the first one, which I didn't think was great. And then coming to this one, it's just, <gasps> it's mind-blowing. It's there crazy. is a YouTube channel called, like, Mr. Klimps or something. His mm-hmm. icon is him in a, like, Sailor Moon uniform. And he goes through all the Nier and all the Guard games in, like, two videos apiece. 
and just goes through them all so you don't actually have to play them. Because <laughs> the stories are great. The mechanics are bad. So, Nier is a... Uh, it's a spin-off of an alternate ending of... Dragon Guard 1? Two. 2, I think. I'm glad you're explaining that. I noticed you're looking at me... <laughs> and not just doing that f- for the benefit of the listeners. <laughs> I thought everyone should know, like, if you've never played the Dragon Guard games, it's a hack and slash. It was on PlayStation 3, and it's super fun. And then Nier takes place in the same world, and if you didn't know that, like, it's less fun, I think. Yeah, Nier was actually stemmed from a joke ending. Because yeah. all the Dragon Guard and Nier games have, like, 50 million endings for some reason. And one of the endings was a total joke about, I guess, slight spoiler for the for Dragon Guard 1 or 2, but one of the endings is that they suddenly get teleported to, like, modern-day Tokyo instead of their fantasy medieval world they were living in. And then Nier branches off from that, what was supposed to be just, like, a gag. Like, wouldn't this be weird? And then they're like, let's make a series about it, because Yoko Taro crazy. And there's been two Nier games, right? The one that you're playing now, and then there was one on the PlayStation 3? Yes, that is correct. Was it on Xbox as well? Um, you know, I in I think it was. Near Near was on Xbox 360 as well. Yeah. And in Japan, they got two versions of it. We yeah. got Old Man Near because the main character's name is Near, and he's this long, like, silver-haired kind of gruff, like I'm Batman kind of dude. And in Japan, they got two versions of the game. The Xbox version was the Papa Old Man Near that we got on both PlayStation and Xbox. But in Japan, on the PlayStation, they got cool anime Near young brother Near. So instead of being a dad, you were a brother. You're still taking care of a girl, but slight different connotations and stuff. Yeah. Nobody cares about this. About this. I Me care and you about it. and probably nobody listening. No, I, I like the idea of, of taking something, like you said, that was a joke and, and turning it into a full-blown game. That yeah, I wish they did that with Resident Evil. Resident Evil has a lot of joke endings, like they turn into a dog or they get visited by aliens and stuff like that. They should, they should do that with Resident Evil. Yeah, there's a Resident Evil where you can play as a piece of tofu, isn't there? That's one of the bonus characters. Resident Evil Is really it? gets weird. It gets odd. A lot of the, the Japanese games, though, I guess in our eyes are weird, but maybe when Japanese players play American games, they think the exact same thing. I don't think they're weird at all, of course. <laughs> I feel right at home. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I'm I'm a fairly weird person, though. What attracts so. you to the... It seems like you play a lot of the Japanese titles, yeah. too. What attracts you it to those? It might just be that that's what I... S- started on like we got a playstation one of my well before that that was the genesis maybe i didn't really start on that but but the first game i purchased with my own money was final fantasy 8 which is again very japanese sullen main character man that's like i don't need any friends and then just convoluted plot about i can't even i can't even begin that was the one where they introduced the card battling system correct I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had a really cool it was a good card game. Card, yeah, card game in, in Final Fantasy. So you started with eight. Most people often say, oh, I started with seven. I'm glad you started I, with I eight. I watched a friend play seven. <laughs> I, I started out kind of like before yet Let's Plays and YouTubes. I was watching an older friend of mine. Uh, my next door neighbor was like four years older than me. So she would let me like be in her presence, but not really like do any of the cool stuff that she was doing. So I watched her play Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy Seven and Sweet Coden 2 and all sorts of things. And then when I one day got my own money, and you know what I mean, I got to play a game, and it was Final Fantasy VIII. They're so happy. And it ends up being one of the most romantic, mushy, kind of awful Final Fantasy, so a lot of people don't like it. But it was my first, so I like it. You don't hear a lot about Eight, but I thought Eight was was pretty awesome. That's the one with the gunblade, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Squall. Oh, like people love talking about Squall, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cloud, Squall, Squall. Lightning. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, heck, <laughs> is with there. You can say hell. Oh yeah, today. like what? What level are we at on this podcast? Or family friendly? <laughs> if if you come on outside of Free Comic Book Day at a fr- you know family friendly comic book store, okay. the level is absurd. I, I'm not much there of a swear. <laughs> I have no problem with it, but I do accidentally drop lots of innuendos and things that I should. Oh, that's fine. Again, probably because of my proximity to anime, it just happens. So we love. Uh, I'll try innuendo. to control it. I'll try to control it. <laughs> I nope. mean, innuendos, I think, are fine, really, because most little kids probably aren't going to get them. You're, we like to keep it PG-13. You're pulling a very Disney-bit-faced if you throw in a lot of innuendos. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Years later, they'll, they'll listen again and go, oh, man. That's what they meant when yeah. they said that. Well played, bit-faced. <laughs> if I tuned into your Twitch, what would I see you playing recently? What can what can our um, listeners tune in and, and see you rock? Danganronpa? 
Which, never even heard of it. <laughs> Tell me about this. Again, one of the, like the Japanese the Japanese games. It's a. Um, it was recently released for the PlayStation Four. It's previously been on the Vita and on the PC, and it's actually kind of an old game. For some reason, I'm just on the pulse of all the great things. Um, it's a murder mystery. A bunch of kids go to this prestigious school where only the best students go, and of course, main character Kuhn is like not the best at anything. He's just average, but he's the anime main character that's like, I'm not supposed to be here, but I am, and. Then they get trapped in there by an evil teddy bear that wants them to murder each other. The only way out is for them to murder each other. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, some Hunger Games. Some Hunger Games going on. It's it's really cool, but the style of the game, if I'm right, is a lot more um, more taken back. So if you've ever played, it's not like action. You're not going to run around. It's a visual novel kind of style. Exactly. So you have a text box at the bottom of the screen, and the characters' portraits pop up, and... Yeah, there are sections where you'd like move your cursor over the room to find clues. So yeah, yeah. So very almost like not even like mist because mist you could walk around, <laughs> but that kind of style, that visual novel, mm-hmm. you know, murder mystery. I, you might like it. You can walk around sometimes in Danganronpa, but in a weird, weird way. In a weird way. What do you define as a weird way? Yeah, I'd like to know I, I, more about that. <laughs> Uh, the, the first person hallway thing where you're just choosing like straight left or, or right so you're kind of walking like you are tilting the stick but you're not really you know you're not controlling the movement that much murder mystery is not a genre that really appears a lot in video games that's why I wanted to, to stream it because I could get their participation the only problem with Danganronpa is um, uh, it has an anime already and it has multiple games in the series and it's very old so I told everybody if you tune in do not spoil anything or I'm going to kick you out so bad so fast and the internet loves that the internet loves to go in and just ruin everything I had near I had near ruined for me already I haven't so don't ruin it for me no I don't I don't pass it along but it's just the internet's mean so people just yeah. come into your stream and they tell you the end of the game they'll try They'll try. I've tweeted things like, don't even tweet the name of the movie you're about to go see. Like, don't say, I'm about to go see Star Wars. Because people are just looking. They'll search Twitter for, like, the name of a movie. And they'll just be replying to all the mentions of it with, like, this is how it ends, by the way. We're about to go see Guardians of the Galaxy tonight. Nobody spoil it. Just don't tweet about it. I don't know if you have, like, a chat open or anything. but <laughs> I, I have your Discord open. And no. I do have a chat open for the live stream okay. as well. I don't know if you want to watch my Discord. My people are a little odd. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Tyler, do do me a favor since you're the only one that can see the screen. If somebody does ruin Guardians, don't tell me about it. Oh, I will. Just shed a single tear (laughs) and we'll know. Don't ruin it. Doug already had something ruined for him this week. Don't ruin. Just last week, I did like four Asian mobile game characters. (laughs) for What looks like a, a, a MOBA app or something like that. But I don't actually know what it is because of the middleman uh, situation. And I do a lot of commercials and things, and I have, when I find them, like I have to super sleuth for a novel on Steam called The Reject Demon Toko, and it is a visual novel, uh, it's a kinetic novel, so you don't really make any choices, you're just kind of reading along with the story. It has fantastic art, it's by a company called uh, Loopysoft, an indie game dev company, and it is about demons from hell fighting with uh, rock music. And I play Nadia, like the human caught in the crossfire, and my character falls in love with Toko, the main other demon lady, and it is it's really cool. And there's magic and, and battles and all sorts of things. And they should be posting updates for that soon. They just went through like editing all of our thousands of voice acting lines for that patch, and it's going to be coming out as a patch. So my voice isn't in there yet, but it will be very soon, this summer. How do you approach that how do you prepare and how do you find a voice for the individual character um direction helps a lot (laughs) just talking and seeing what voice is in their head and then i just try a bunch of things like i auditioned for a character recently that was supposed to be kind of soft-spoken so i tried like a a sweet cute voice and then i tried one that was a little breathy and stuff like that and you just kind of kind of have to maneuver and it's really good if you try to get yourself in the headspace like when i was recording for nadia for the reject demon toko i would call out to Toko before I started recording because <laughs> we're supposed to be in love and I'm supposed to care about her so I'd be like Toko 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 you know <laughs> just to kind of getting in that 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 frame of mind and I'm just I've been working on the acting part a lot maybe not so much the voices but I've, it's hard to balance both when you're new at this because you need to be able to do a couple voices but you really need to know how to to act to sell it because I was just saying this morning that I found 
one of those voice finding projects I did, and it's for an app about sniping zombies, and I hope nobody finds it, because the voice I did for it is really bad. They wanted like a sexy schoolgirl to be running away from these zombies, and when I first started out, I could only do this high kind of anime voice, and they asked me to be a, this sexy runaway from zombies lady, and I did not do well. I and still used it. So what's the name of this app? I, I forget. <laughs> I honestly well forget. But I can probably find it, and probably the folks in my Discord can probably link it for you. They, they are big fans of my more embarrassing work. Um, I have sold vitamins before with a space cat. A space cat that comes back from in time to save you a dime or something like that. And my character in the commercial is like buying power mushrooms and stuff like that. And then the cat appears and the commercial is like, hey, you can just be, buy these VF360 or whatever vitamins. Sorry, that was not not meant to be product placement. You don't have to go buy those vitamins. It doesn't help me at all. I'm not connected in any way. <laughs> but yeah, uh, not, not always. I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> oh, I, how you found the voice, but that kind of brings me, like, how did you figure out that you could, because I've heard you go in and out of it twice today. How did you figure out you could do that voice? Because as soon as I heard it, it's what I hear late night coming out of Tyler's room at two in the morning. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, just just messing around, and I guess. Did you try to, like, mimic the animes you were watching, and that's where you I, came to Because yeah. you have a very distinct, it's, it's an amazing voice. Oh, thank you. Thank of you course. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It just kind of happened. I mean, a lot of people want to go into voice acting now. They, they see these games and these indie games, and there's definitely more opportunity for just your average person to have a podcast like this and to, to do this kind of thing. But I wasn't actually looking for this. It kind of found me. Um, I started on YouTube doing guides for how to get into Japanese online games. <laughs> Uh, there was a very popular game called Blade and Soul, and everybody wanted to play it, but it was only available in like China, and you had to go through the Chinese website. So I did a step-by-step walkthrough of how to do it, and it became very popular, and is one of the reasons my channel has as many subscribers as it does today. A bunch of people found me through that guide, and and I started getting comments on it saying, "Your voice is so nice," and on the internet, it's like, "Is it just because I'm a girl?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you just think any girl voice is nice? Which no offense to anybody out there, but you kind of. You have to take it with a grain of salt to be a girl gamer on the internet still, I think. Um, but that kind of, you know, it boosts your ego after a while, if you hear it enough. <laughs> and then there was a local contest for Plato's Closet to do a commercial for them. And I just put through my hat in because of the comments I had received on my YouTube videos. Back when I was still just recording with like a headset microphone, it was real, real bad. And I won the contest. And that made me rethink things. And so I got to go into the radio station and do a commercial, and that ended up very strange. I got there early, and it ended up ruining everything. It's kind of a long story. <laughs> well, you don't have to tell it if you don't want to get into it. Uh, uh, well, it's okay. I, I got there early, and the people that had sponsored the contest and stuff weren't there yet, and they hadn't told the rest of the radio station to expect me. So I was just there with my script and with me and with name-dropping the important people, and they were like, well, I guess you are supposed to be here, and they threw me in a recording studio with a man named Alan White, who was fantastic. He is the nicest. He's like, I don't know why you're here, but it's my job to do this, so we're going to record you. And I was like, okay, thank you, sir. And he was giving me tips and telling me to emphasize certain words, and he spent a lot of time with me. And while I was in with him, the people that had actually brought me there were trying to call me and were wondering where I was. And apparently, like, people from the radio station were there. The woman who runs the Plato's Closet was there. (laughs) Everybody was there waiting for me, and I was a no-show because I was in with him doing what I thought was the right thing to do. So... So you got to star in a sitcom episode that day. (laughs) Yeah. So my commercial never came out. And uh, I've tried to contact those people again to, to, I don't know, just be like, hey, I've gone far since a couple years ago when we did that and, you know, wanted to connect with them again, but they haven't returned any of my emails. Give Chu another chance. Come on. If you're out there listening, give her, give her another give shot. Her she chance. didn't mean to do it. <laughs> she, you just heard the story. She definitely wasn't lying yeah. there. Give her a shot. But I, it was worth it to me because I met Alan White, who ended up being awesome. And we still trade emails even after all these years. And he, I, I, I try to make him my mentor. Even though he's like, the, the field you're trying to go into, I know nothing about, he says, you know. But he's like, but I support you, like, morally. And, yeah. Because you have to try to find a mentor because it's such a niche, weird 
thing and you need some sort of guidance and you need a professional to, to, to help you along the way because there's so many wrong turns you could take. And I'm glad you're confirming this for me because I've done a lot of research on how to get into voice acting mm -hmm. and I've heard it's, it's even harder to be a voice actor than it is to be an actual actor. A screen actor. It can be tricky. It can be really tricky. I mean, with services like Voice Bunny out there now, it's a little easier, and some people have differing levels of like quality that they will accept. So there's definitely like an intro point for, for people nowadays. And with the strike going on, which is really sad, I, I've gone to a lot of anime conventions lately and hear, heard the stories of professional voice actors blowing their voices out and getting injured and things like that. So there's definitely a purpose to the strike, but yeah. So blowing your voice out, is that just from, is that stamina? Is that having to do it for 12, 13 hours yeah, straight? Yeah. I well, can see that. you have games like Call of Duty, and they will ask a guy to come in. Oh. Like, uh, I, I met Steve Bloom the other day at one of the local Colorado anime conventions, and he does those voices because he can go real deep and real gravelly. He's done Wolverine and a couple of the animated films and things like that. And they call him in just to scream all day, just to scream for a couple hours to be like, you know, grenade, be careful, and duck, and, and just and stuff like that for hours and you can't really do anything after that I blow my voice out I don't blow it out but I definitely wear it out just by going deeper or doing the Nadia voice for a long time or doing a high-pitched voice for a long time it it wears out really quickly you have to be really careful so I just want to throw this out there real quick this guy in your chat named Rivocas Rivocas yeah yeah he uh, not only told me the name of it it's uninvited but he sent me a YouTube video with gameplay, so we can listen to this <laughs> don't, later. Don't, it's your your fans are really are either really awesome or they're dicks. <laughs> That's they're, what I'm learning they're here. They're a little bit of both. I, I've been trying to because it's hard for me to call them fans and stuff because it feels like oh my fans, you know. So I call them like I've called them my people, which might also sound worse. I've called them viewers before because they view my content, but I'm trying to give them an official like Chuban Pal viewer nickname, and I've I've nicknamed them the Unreasonables. And they have earned it. <laughs> they have worked real hard for that name. They've earned it. Is this one of your favorite followers? I know we're giving him crap, but we can give him a oh, shout out. Oh, one of my favorites, yeah. Okay. What's his uh, name, Tyler? Rivicus. Rivicus Magma. Rivicus. Really? Yes. Awesome. Rivicus. Well, thanks for thanks for listening today. We really appreciate it. Hey, and I'd, I'd love to talk to you about Finland sometime, so hit me up on <laughs> BitFaced. Oh, he'd love to tell you. He had to take a Swedish test like yesterday. It's mandatory over there to learn Swedish for some reason, and he's really upset about it. I think he, it's because he might not be able to graduate. Isn't Finland's not actually a thing, right? It's just Eastern Sweden. <laughs> Ask him. That, Ask him. Now. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was that was a trap question. <laughs> <laughs> right, I guess it's where you live a thing, or is it a figment of your imagination? We want to know. <laughs> we might find out. Yeah, he, he's one of the folks that come to Anime Club and uh, one of the people that watches all my videos like that. And yeah, I have a Discord server and we have a couple active people on there and I get to touch base with them. And I've just tried to make a community full of positivity and support. So I let them know to be like, tell me if you're struggling with something and I'll tell you like, you can do it and, and stuff like that. I try to be there for everybody. I think we need a little bit more of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if Tyler wanted to get into voice acting, where should he start? He's, he's talked to me about it before. He wants to do an anime girl, too. So I do. I would sound very beautiful. <laughs> well, there are tons of indie projects out there right now. Everyone wants to make their own video game. Everyone wants to make their own visual novel. Visual novels are so easy to make now. So find fan projects, find fan dubs, find a bridge series. They're, the best place to go until a couple months ago was a forum called the Voice Acting Alliance. It looked awful. It looked like it was made in the 1990s. But it worked, and people posted all sorts of jobs there, paid jobs and fan jobs. But that kind of sounded weird. That sounded weird. Okay. Let's push uh, through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the innuendo thing kicking in. Okay. Um, but it's gone all of a sudden, and that's where that was the go-to place to go. And all of a sudden, it's just gone with no reasoning of why. And there's a new website called Casting Call Club, and they do a lot of fan projects there. Start out with like not paid stuff, of course, because. You're starting out, so do things for the experience, not for the exposure. That's that's a different thing. But do it for the experience. Take characters you would normally take and just try them out and audition for things. Because even by auditioning and taking your time to try a different voice, you learn so much about yourself. And just read things out loud and release your own stuff. Make a little YouTube channel called, I don't know, Tyler Does Anime Girls. Ugh. Uh, maybe work on that title. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe not. That's maybe not. I think I like That's the title. Good That's good clickbait. <laughs>
bait. I was gonna say, I think I think Tyler does anime girls or something, you know. <laughs> That's also wishful thinking. It. The thing you gotta do is just do it. The voice acting, making your own game, writing novels, stuff like that. Just, just do it. Just start doing it, and be ready for the internet to criticize you because it's the internet. When you audition, uh, is it similar to an acting audition, I assume? Or do you do it over the phone? How does that work? Uh, you record stuff on your own, and they want you to send the audio file to them in like MP3 or WAV or whatever very specific format that they want. And unless you're already an audiophile, you will not know what they are talking about. Like the Hertz and things like that, mono or whatever. And you, I, I use a program called Audacity. It's totally free, and it's what I still use today, even when I've upgraded my other software and equipment. And you can, um. learn, you can learn to do stuff there. But yeah, you record it on your own time. A couple takes or as many takes as they allow you to do with the lines, and you send them in. That's pretty neat. We're big fans of Audacity ourselves. I was going to say I'm recording. I think we're using Audacity right now, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. There's just not been a reason to upgrade. It works. It works. It does the job. And it does it. I've learned it so well, and I don't want to learn anything else. Where can our listeners find you? On the on the reg, I know they're going to oh, yeah. want to watch some of this stuff. So I, make make sure that you promote yourself while you're yeah. here. So I'm Chew. I, I think we did skip all. The we skipped the intro, <laughs> but, but what we'll do though, and, and normally we do this when we do live events, is I will go back and we will record an intro, and then we'll go right okay. into your episode. We prefer to go right into the conversation, honestly. Okay. So no, but you, we'll we'll give you a really I good your intro. preference. I knew, I knew. You, um, you knew what we wanted. So that's great. Um, uh, Chew from Chew Bam Pow, and I have a website, Chew Bam I'm currently working on making the website even better and more full-featured. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash And I also have a mature, closer to four adults YouTube channel called Chubampow After Dark. And that's the more mature games and the darker side of the Animu games. They're heavily censored because I have to follow YouTube rules. <laughs> but um, if you ever want to peek at what those games are actually like, I try to get those out there to... Um, Twitter, Facebook, I'm, I'm all over the place. Basically, if you Google Chuban Pal, I think I'm the only one, and you'll find me. You are. In fact, I, I got a. I think I got about 14 results that were all you this morning as I was doing a little bit of oh, research good. for the show. I, so I spread myself out there. You are definitely out there. I think there. there's like one Xbox person that might have my name somewhere out there. That's not me. The full Chuban Pal? Mm-hmm. I think so. Huh. Xbox guy somewhere out there. Somewhere. It probably is a dude... Looks just like Doug. Lives in the basement. <laughs> Poor guy. That's so sad. <laughs> what are some games you play on the uh, the After Dark channel? I'm I'm very curious. Um, lots of visual novels. I started out with a game called Honey Pop, which is a pretty popular Steam game that mixes basically Bejeweled and Bangin' Ladies. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I should be talking about this here, but you asked. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, You're keeping it PG-13, but right. Yeah, but uh, I, I put up a review of that game. That's That game is the reason I made the After Dark channel, because I just had a feeling the game would be a big thing and that I wanted to talk about it. But I didn't want to shove that kind of content in the face of my regular viewers in case they didn't want to. I'm all about freedom of choice, so I actually made the other channel because of Honey Pop, and I made a review of that game. I made a guide on how to make an uncensored patch for that game, legally endorsed by the actual devs for the, for the game. And then I made a third guide because a bunch of people couldn't get the first method of uncensoring the game to work, so I made another one. And those are actually like my most popular videos over there. They have like 250,000 views or something on one of them. Do you, you use a region-free system? How do you get all these Japanese games? Honey Pop is an American-made game. Is it really? Yeah, by Hip Dude. I forget what his name is, but he's a real hip dude. It's not the best game ever. <laughs> it's kind of, sh- it's pretty shallow. But is it uh, on PlayStation Four? Steam. Steam. Oh, Steam. Mm-hmm. Okay. She did say that. I'm sorry. Okay. You should listen. I talk. I talk fast. So you're doing technical guides then on on how to yes. unlock features in a game, and I think you mentioned earlier that you posted a guide helping people hack into the Chinese internet. Well, look, well, not <laughs> hack, but basically get through. To sign up for this game called Blade and Soul, it was originally only available free-to-play in China, which you could join up and everything, but you had to go through all of the documentation and downloads and pages on the Chinese pages. So I walked people through step-by-step. You click this button with these funny symbols, and you do this with these funny symbols. So gotcha. no hacking, nothing illegal. I'm very, like, legal and, like, pro, do things the, on the up-and-up, do things the way the devs or the anime creators or whatever would want you to do them. But, yeah, I started out... 
that's how I got the international audience because it's kind of, it's a big pro and a con that my people are kind of all over the world. It's hard to schedule events and it's hard to like, like I'm in Colorado and I would love to have more people in Colorado that, that knew about what I was doing, but it just so happens they're just everywhere. And part of that is because of Blade and Soul, a huge part of that is because of Blade and Soul. Those videos are my most popular videos. I made guides to get into the Chinese server, the Japanese server, the Russian server, a bunch of them. And those were my most popular videos for a long time. That's how people found me. And then I was lucky enough that they stayed. <laughs> so the channel's at like 10,500 subscribers right now. And that's after me taking some breaks and focusing more on voice acting and taking a break from the channel and kind of going back and forth and then having real life and a day, jo day job. And yeah, there's a lot going on. But I'm lucky that I have a couple of folks that, that stuck with me. But yeah, it started with technical guides because I am a strong believer that people don't know how to make those. Not only do At they all. not know how to make them, but oftentimes, even if they are made well, they're they're hard to find. And uh, yeah. on behalf of the internet, thank you yeah. for for undertaking those endeavors because it. Uh, at the end of the day, you helped people play a game that that they really wanted to play and, and hopefully yeah. ultimately enjoyed. So yeah, that's I awesome. So. Yeah, it's it's in the America now. So most of my guides have now become like defunct because all the old links and stuff. They had to take down the English patches and stuff for those other games because now if the games out here, those are really not like okay. So I get a lot of comments to this day on those several year old videos being like, you need to update this. But I'm like, I'm kinda I'm doing other stuff now. I can't go back to this like five-year-old game. But yeah, because people don't know how to make walkthroughs at all or tutorials or how-tos. You guys have probably, I mean, doing this, I'm sure you looked up a couple things on audio editing and, and tech setup and all that stuff. You're not just born knowing this stuff. And people always skip steps. They skip so many steps. They're like, you're already an expert, so we're just going to go. If I was an expert, I wouldn't be looking this up. I, would, I wouldn't be here. And it's awful. So some people wrote comments on my guides that maybe they were a little long-winded, but I didn't miss anything. I didn't miss any steps. So. I'd much rather have something that's long and thorough. <laughs> and I tried to keep it entertaining. That was, I saw what you did there. It took a second. <laughs> yeah, I tried to keep it entertaining too, but I don't know. Well, no, I, I think it fills a niche too. I mean, there's a hundred videos how to get through a boss battle. There's not a lot of videos that, that show you something like that. With your fans being more international, is there uh, any sort of language barrier or? They are so good at English. I'm ashamed every day that I don't know another language. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know at all. And sometimes they'll go in the Discord, the voice chat with me, especially on, during Anime Club and things like that. And that's when you notice the most. And sometimes I have to ask them to repeat things just because of accents. But that's kind of my bad, not their bad, because they have a perfect grasp of the, the English language. Again, putting me totally to shame. I know no other languages. I couldn't even begin. So <laughs> there, there are a couple of people. I don't know, maybe the people that, that chat less often do have more of a struggle with it or something like that. I actually want to put, um, I want to make transcripts for my videos and I want to put subtitles on them so that they're easier for international folks to follow. That's a, that's a big goal, but it's going to take forever. <laughs> in any of your projects, have you ever had to record something in a different language where you just had to learn like those few words or a phrase? Um, I've auditioned before for Voice Bunny always has, you know when you call a doctor and they're like, press one for this and para espanol, but blah, 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 you know? I've auditioned for those before and never got them. So I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not good at that. I can do like joke accents. I can't do real. I, I'd probably do offensive accents. So oh, it's I'm so not. hard to do a good accent and walk that line and not be offensive. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we? Uh, didn't we do a segment of this? Yeah, we learned that the hard way, and and we're not near on the professional level that you are. Oh. <laughs> not even. What did you guys close. do? What did you guys try? <laughs> it was just like an accent challenge. Yeah. Did you air that? I I did. I did air. So that was Doug. Doug actually runs his uh, his own podcast with with my co-host. Thanks for stealing him. <laughs> I, I didn't steal him. You still have him. I know. I'm just. Sharing. I just borrowed him. Yeah. We sh sharing is caring. <laughs> and uh, and we did an accent challenge, and we tried to do Australian and German, Russian. Oh, wow. Russian. I bet that was fun. It was fun <laughs> and um, accurate and humiliating. Language. And Sterling over there sat down and just put us all to shame oh yeah Captain America has a very good Australian accent amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's something I'd like to practice 
because more and more people want unique voices because anime voices for a long time they've all been in the same inflection and in the same like it's kind of thing and so a lot of anime voices sound very samey and now like I went into my audition for Nadia with Toko with a very anime kind of fluttershy voice and they said no just use your regular voice we want them to sound like people <laughs> not necessarily cartoons we want them to sound like people so and more and more developers are being like no we just want them to sound like people not cartoons and that's tricky there is a voice money job that I think is still up there to this day of some game developer that I'm gonna, I, hopefully they're not listening because I don't have nice things to say about them. But <laughs> they, there's an orc character on voice money that you can audition for right now probably because it's been up there for months. And they literally have lines like her, der, like I'm the slave, der. And they say the note from the director on those lines is don't make it sound cartoony, it's a very serious character. <laughs> How did what, you dirt you seriously? Want? Yeah, what, what do you want? <laughs> and I, I gave it my best shot. I tried to go really deep and really growly, and I kind of ruined my voice for the day doing it. And they were like, not quite really looking for it, sorry, but it's still up there. Because they have asked for something that is not real. It's basically asking your character to say zoinks, and then being like, not cartoony, very serious, <laughs> very Shakespearean. <laughs> So, if, if you guys know how to do that seriously, I would Zoinks. love to learn. <laughs> Sounds like you're selling wine. You even had your hand up, like, holding the glass. <laughs> delicious. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, working with directors is very interesting. Some of them have great input for you, and some of them have the worst input for you, and you just have to navigate that because you can't just say no or that sounds stupid or do you know what you're asking you can't be like that you have to be giving you just have to say yes i will i will try that sir that's exactly <laughs> how it's I'd not be. real have you ever walked in and like had a complete different idea of the character and had to redo your whole plan on the fly based on what the directors told you um not it was a bit like that because i went in like kind of fluttershy like oh taco you know and they were like no not, not like that. And so I had to kind of rethink her a little bit. There, there hasn't been anything too awful, I think. Some people, lately, I keep getting jobs where they want me to be these anime warrior characters, and they're like, deep and sexy and powerful. And I'm like, but I'm up here. I do this. What do you want? So it's been a couple uh, weeks now learning how to go deeper and just feeling... Voices really do come from all over your your face and your throat. Like up here is literally like you imagine up in your head. And the deeper voices you imagine way down deep in your, your belly and you're using different muscles. So I've been trying to flex those muscles because there's a big need for apparently sexy anime characters. So and I, I'm trying not to sound like an idiot like in that link that they shouldn't have showed you. Oh, just wait. Because it's real bad. I mean, they wanted me to be running from these zombies and you, the player, are the sniper, like, protecting the character. And I was supposed to be doing, oh, no, and help, and I was supposed to be encouraging the character, but I sound awful. I'm just, I obviously sound like a child being like, oh, no, help. Oh, oh no. I'm a sexy character, no. And, it, yeah, it's not, believe it's not good. It's not good. So you're saying don't watch that. We should pick something else. We're you can watch the vitamin commercial. We're going to watch this. <laughs> but I also do want to watch the vitamin commercial. Can you I have to see Space Cat. Can I ask, what do you do to, to take care of your voice? You mentioned blowing it out a couple times. Like, how do you manage um, that asset? Learning to drink a lot of water. I think people don't realize how much they need to, to take in, really, and how much water they actually need to, to drink. Like, I have my cup over here, and you just need to be conscious of that. Um, I, I have weird rituals where I'll put on like chapstick or brush my teeth before recording because it's just like a mental thing. It does nothing. It's not real. But it's like a mental thing of, look how great my voice is. And um, occasionally using like a, a zinc lo lozenge or other things, but very occasionally. Like professional voice actors will warn you not to use like the mucinex or anything unless you super have to or your body will just start requiring it and you don't want that. So. It's just kind of common sense stuff, and if you feel like you need a break, take a break, which I have the liberty of usually being able to do, because I record by myself, I record in my own space, and I'm usually not on somebody else's schedule. But in the more professional realm, they want you to scream for hours at a time, so I'm going to have to deal with that one day, I hope. I mean, if I get there. So it's a, it's a problem I'm looking forward to dealing with. But yeah, it's just kind of common sense stuff. If it feels like it hurts, stop doing it. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. I've had to rest my voice for days on end before because it gets so bad yeah. and so painful. 
I've recorded stuff for the YouTube channel right after doing a bunch of recordings for like a voice acting job and I'm like okay sorry I'm all scratchy but I just recorded but it was you know I'd rather put out a video than not at all but deal with this <laughs> yeah so it's, yeah just kind of common sense just be in tune with your body and just make sure you're drinking a lot of water because you can easily forget to drink anything or you can just drink coffee or something like that which doesn't really help it, I have a voice acting book that gives you some pro tips, which it was recommended to me by Chris Patton at one at a convention I went to. Chris Patton's an awesome guy. And it lists all the things you should not eat or drink about two hours before recording. It's everything. Really? Yeah. It's everything. So just, just water two hours <laughs> and before recording? warm temperature. Room temperature water. Room temperature water. Yeah, I almost actually said warm temperature. But yeah, room temperature water. Not hot, not cold. What's That's the name it. of that book? Uh, I tweeted it. I tweeted it the other day because I got it like a year ago and haven't finished reading it yet. And I was like, I'm going to finish reading this book. So, but I need to. It, it's a really cool guide. It used to come with a CD that would like let you listen to things, listen to samples, and download scripts and things like that. But now it's a, a more modernized version, so it has QR codes for you to scan, and you can go to the website and all sorts of things. It's such a good resource. I will have to find it <laughs> on like my Twitter. I forget what it's called like the art it's something voice acting obviously and it's got like a conductor on the front and it's black and red that's all i can give you right now <laughs> tyler's furiously googling over there oh no i'm not <laughs> tending to the chat room are you looking for more dirt <laughs> no ironically i'm doing other stuff that's relevant to bitfaced i'm looking up portable which, which means it is not at all <laughs> <laughs> not ironic no looking up persona 5 fan art like you do. I love Persona 5. <laughs> so much. It's the best. Actually, I still don't know. My favorite is Persona 3. I still haven't beaten that one. I'm, I'm at the end. I'm at the end on the Vita version. And I got almost to the end on the PS3 original version. And for some reason, I just haven't entered that final boss room for some reason. I don't know why. I beat Persona 4, though. Persona 4 is really good, too. My husband used to sit down with a glass of a Bloody Mary when I sat down to play Persona 4. And he would watch me play because it was too much time management. In Persona, you have to manage your friends and manage the time. And there's a clock ticking down. And you have to do five million things. And it stresses him out. So he just watched me play. So he would sit down with a Bloody Mary every time I played. So now whenever I even think of Persona, I like smell it. The tomato. It's like a sense memory thing now. It's very strange. Because you can lose Persona, can't you, if you don't manage your time properly? Yes. I've never played any of the games. Well, I tried to I play I think it's four. in Persona 4, like, an innocent person is stuck inside the TV, and you have X amount of days to go save them. So if you don't manage your time right, if you haven't been leveling up and managing your friends and going to eat at the restaurant and eating big bowl of ramen and all this sorts of stuff that shouldn't be important but is, then, yeah, they'll die. They'll die down there. Yeah. And then you lose it, it depending on when you're saved. You might just throw it out the window so <laughs> lots of saves sounds like there's a story there <laughs> well no not for me i've only done that with um final fantasy 12 i'm the person that ocd levels up all of our rpg characters like my husband will be like hey if you have time this weekend you want to level up my characters because i'll turn on a youtube or something and then just while away the time i'm an odd creature but I was leveling up his characters in Final Fantasy XII, and he was at the very beginning of the game, and I was at the very end and had done all the side quests and all the hunts and all this ridiculous stuff, and I accidentally put his save over mine. So I never beat that game, and I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> they were re-releasing it for the PlayStation 4, though, so maybe now is my time to go back and conquer it. What are they re-releasing? Final Fantasy XII. Oh. Twelve. The, the, what, the bunny girl? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've never played it. I've heard it's really good, though. It kind of used the same battle system as Final Fantasy XI, the MMORPG, which was very strange. Yeah. Very strange. It's very much a uh, an offline MMO. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, it's neat. It's um, You can't control your party members, and they're supposed to act on their own, and you can assign them. You have to earn the ability to like tell them not to be stupid in fights. So it can be kind of frustrating. <laughs> the new Final Fantasy, you can't control your party members, correct? The one Not that just all. came out? No. I don't know if I like that. What's your What's your take on that? You're so busy being Noctis and switching between four different weapons and spells and all the thing, all those things, you don't actually pay attention to them, I don't think. And in a lot of these games, when you have a party, 
they don't do anything. There's plenty of video games where you have people following you in Dynasty Warrior style games where you have people following you and they don't actually hit anything or the damage they do is so negligible it doesn't matter and it's just really about the damage that you do. It just looks like you have a party, it's not real. So that's kind of how I feel about Final Fantasy 15. I don't think, I don't pay much attention to them. And I only give them the outfits that I think they look cute in, not that are uh, statistically the best for them. So Fashion over function then? <laughs> yeah, whenever, when I was live streaming Final Fantasy 15, if it started to rain, I would put their jackets on. <laughs> it's very considerate. Like my little children, yeah, like my little children. And then when it was sunny outside, I'd make them put like their tank tops on because it was real hot outside and they were in the desert. I need to take care of them. They're not going to wear their suit and tie. Like the best outfit for Noctis is like a suit and tie kind of affair. You can't wear that in the desert. I mean, you could. It's just not regular. A lot of people make him, and that's just that's rude. You're not in the desert. I might wear this in the desert. You're in a cafe. He, he won't get it because he's not a parent like we are. Mm -hmm. I am a parent. What are you talking about? I started making a I'm sorry, Tyler. I did say I was going to be nice today, so. Is there a deeper story? He, he is, is a parent. A it, it was that was just a, a dig at him. Yeah. Why does he Cheap hate shot. you? I don't know. I wish I knew. It's just how I show my love. It's true. You guys could be an animated group here. Put you guys on a wall scroll with cute little anime faces. I would, I, I would love that more than anyone. <laughs> Pose like one of the free posters, the anime with the boys that swim, that always have their shirts off. Just pose like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you definitely don't want to see anyone at this table with their shirt off. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. We'll Photoshop it. We'll Photoshop the abs on. You have to do a lot more than the abs. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to step away here because my wife's en route and I'm going to make sure that she gets in okay. Um, but I, I wanted to say before I, I might have to go here, um, my favorite part of... Uh, yeah. Eric and Tyler having me on BitFace is the amazing, interesting people that I get to meet. And uh, I, I can tell, having never heard any of your stuff, that it must be amazing because I'm interested in six different things that you've talked about today, which it, it sounds like is really your your stick right now. So um, Thank you very much. Well, thank you. And uh, I'm sorry I sat down cold right before we started and didn't have some, some better questions for you. But, uh, oh, no, that's okay. It was nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. I still you. remember all your names. Eric, Tyler, Doug. That is us. Just don't change seats. Chew is really easy to remember, so I, yeah. I'm gonna, that one will stick. Yeah, I'm not used to people in real life that I can like see the faces of calling me it, so it's a little strange. I actually tried to, when I started doing online content, go by my gamer tag, which is like a Gaelic name, super nerdy. I came up with it when I was like 16, and I just never changed it, but it's Unit, I-O-N-A-I-T, and I would introduce myself like that in my videos. Nobody called me that. They called me Chew. So the, the internet kind of named me. And it's kind of embarrassing because it's the, the, like the Japanese sound effect for a kiss. So, but I've gotten over it. The internet has, has christened me and that's just the way it is now. I think it's a really cool nickname. I, I agree. It's grown on me. It's grown on me quite a bit. And if the masses have spoken, yeah, you, you yeah, can't you argue can't with that. You can't say no to the internet. Nope. You can try, but then they'll just come at you ten times harder. Uh, before we kind of take a, a, a break here, is there anything you want Tyler to throw up today uh, as far as links? Uh, anything? I thought you meant vomit. Food. <laughs> that, that'll be I later. I was like, is this a part of it? Do we feed him things that yeah. he doesn't like? Erasers. <laughs> dollar bills. Oh, uh, yeah. Just um, you know. Chewbampow.com, YouTube.com slash Chewbampow. That's, that's fine. Cool. The, the website itself has community links on it, like to the uh, monthly anime club and the Discord and things like that. And yeah. I'm trying to make it a more full-featured full site. It has links to the YouTube videos there. And we're going to start making, like, community content on there and articles. Like, after each anime club, I'm going to start asking members of the anime club that we have to make, make a little, like review posts that I can put on the channel of how they felt about the anime we watched that month and it's really a I'm trying to build a good community that supports each other and just is really positive because there's a, plenty of critics and negative people on the internet so I'm trying really hard to do something a little different is it you are you the problem um I'm definitely not part of the solution <laughs> <laughs> I love critics I love the nostalgia critic I used to watch the Spoonie Experiment. I, I love shouty people. I watch uh, Game Grumps, which are like the shoutiest folks on YouTube and stuff like that. So there is lots of enjoyment there. I think there's something like cathartic about it, if that's the right word, or just living through somebody else raging and throwing controllers. <laughs> like, I could never do that, but oh, that looks nice. <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, Angry Video Game Nerd? Yeah, I watched him a little bit. For some reason, he was like either... I don't know how he somehow just skirted out of my radar for YouTube content. Because I actually honestly watch internet content more than I watch television. It drives my husband insane. 
I, uh, I highly recommend that. That's that's one of one of my favorites out there. And if, if you like I that kind of, I think I watched of... his Bible games video, which is pretty. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, that is a good if, one. If, if you liked that, you'll like the rest of his stuff. So throw it on in the, in the background next time you're. Uh... Are these original characters that you draw? Um, I have two mascots for my YouTube channel. Uh, the first one is a Mecha Rabbit Girl named Mimian, and she is a rabbit because the channel was founded, well, the Chuban Pout itself was founded in the year of the rabbit. And I gave her a little mechanized ear so she could be a little android, and uh, she wears green usually because it's a lucky color and stuff like that. But people were more drawn to, like, me than the character, so I ended up making a second mascot that was modeled after me a little bit, and it's named Lil Chew. I call it Lil Chew, so it's not actually me. So, like, the fan cannon and stuff can stay over there and not actually be linked to me. <laughs> but um, I actually partner up with a lovely artist named Jeff Nice from Jeff Nice Studios. He is a professional manga artist and does manga pages and stuff like that on commission for other people, and he's really, really talented. And he's the person that brings my characters to life. Right now we have a Mimi and Keychain out, which is really cool, and I have sent that all over the world, and it, it's been really great. And we work on wallpapers and art and things like that to make the channel, you know, pretty and you know, cool and good. It's good for PR and for marketing, but also just to get free content out to to viewers and stuff like that. Right now we're working on our very first um, etchy wallpaper, which means like mature, suggestive wallpaper, and it's special just for like the Patreon folks that support me on Patreon. Yeah. So they, I, I design them. I usually design their outfits and I design how they look and everything. But I send my horrible grade school sketches over to Jeff <laughs> and he brings them to life. So I owe him a lot. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today and taking so yeah. much time. Do you feel like you've talked to us for an hour? No. Well, you have. So. <laughs> wow. Which, which is great. No, because we got to do a, a whole episode of BitFaced with you, and this will go up uh, with your name on it on your on your own, which is wonderful. So thanks for taking awesome. all the time. We Thank really, uh, it was we really, really appreciate nice it. meeting you guys and meeting local people that are out so. there doing the internet thing and doing the geeky thing, and it's nice. And like you're based out of the Springs? Cohort. Yes. Yeah, come by the cave sometime. Uh, we have this all set up in a in, in a studio. We'd we love to have you over. We will emails and, and stuff. We will give you a we'll give you a card, and we'll if you can get in touch with Super Dave, you can definitely get in touch with me. Okay, well, thanks. It was really nice meeting everybody. It was uh, it was our Thank pleasure. You. Yeah, Eric Tyler. I almost said turkey for some reason. Nailed it. I don't you, know why. I, I'll go by turkey there's, today. There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> there's a very good reason. Yeah, we're gonna take. Uh, you wanna take ten, Tyler? Sounds good. All right, cool. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. you.